0: And welcome to the Tight Lads podcast with your hosts Jordan Donnelly, Abby O'Neill and Chesney Fawkes-Porter. Enjoy.
1: Hello everybody and welcome. How you doing? How are you? How we feeling? I am of course joined today by my darling, darling b- b- buddies. Buds of May. <laughs> by, yeah, by my darling buds of May, the uh, Calvin to my Klein, Abby O'Neill, say hello, Abby. Hello. And w- welcome to Woody the fucking woodpecker. Chesney Fox Porter, say hello, Chesney. Hello, Chesney. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to T- T- Lads. Lads. hosted by Jordan Dunle. Hello. So. <laughs> hello, Jackie. <laughs> hello, Jackie. He he's not the one that died. No. No. The dad died. Yes. Yeah, Mark Heap's fine. Paul Ritter. Rest Friday night. Days. Friday night dinner. Yes. Yeah, there we go.
0: Hello, sexuality. Hello, everybody.
1: <laughs> so this week we wanted to have a bit of a talk about sexuality. Yes. So we don't have a set plan for this one because we're coming from three different perspectives. There's a lot that could be said. It didn't feel, shall we say, organic. To plan.
2: Mm.
1: It didn't feel au natural. That's one way to put it. Yeah, that's one way to put it. It's the only way to put it. Um. So we're just gonna kind of. We're just kind of. We're just gonna go out in a whim. A whim and a whim, and we're gonna go from the start. I think the one thing we will start out with. I think we should start with the early days of sexuality. So in regards <coughs> to like your earliest kind of memories of being like, I'm attracted to this. I'm attracted mm. to that. Up until. Well, just through the teenage years and then up to present day. So I suppose our, like, our
0: sexual journey. You can say that. Our sexuality journey. You can can absolutely say that, yeah. Ah,
1: Chesney, would you like to go first?
0: I can give it my best. Go on.
1: Uh, so,
0: um, let's have a little think. I suppose I always knew I was, uh, attracted to women, um, from a young age. I used to have crushes on Disney Channel characters, uh, specifically any show that Debbie Ryan was in you love Debbie Ryan yeah
1: hey Jesse.
0: correct so she was hey Jessie, and she was also uh, a you woman in sweet life on deck um i think a disney channel gave me a sexual awakening <laughs> as did all, as did it all of us yeah right. um but then uh sort of it sort of leads on to be honest to something that i wanted to to talk about in, initially anyway was that sort of through my formative teenage years say from the from the ages of like 13 to 16 being being at an old boys school and being the only boy at that old boys school that wants to do something you know theater based you know wants to do musical theater there are certain connotations around sexuality when it comes to boys doing musical theater Mm -hmm. it is sort of you know theater is for the gays is like It's quite a sort of common stereotype. Mm -hmm. And it's a trap that I sort of thought I had to fall into. You know, because I'm at an all-boys school, I've got people left, right and centre going, oh, he must be gay, oh, he's this, that and the other, because he does musical theatre, because he goes to a stage school on a Saturday instead of football club. Um, To the point where I sort of convinced myself that I must be Something. Like I can't just be straight. It, that 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 can't happen. Surely. So like between the years of about age thirteen to about sixteen, seventeen, if anybody asked, that like, I identified as bisexual. Um, I've never had any sexual experience with uh, another man, and I don't currently plan on it. Um, but it took until about the age of sixteen, seventeen to be like. Just you're not actually bisexual. I don't think I'm attracted to men, um, and that's okay. Yeah, and I think every, I think a lot of people have that sort of those years of like, am I this? Am I that? I don't know. But I think for me, it was it was genuinely decided by the society and the environment that I was in, and the connotations of what I'm doing was like, oh, you must, you can't just be straight. But turns out, I am, and now here I am. 22 years old. Swimming in pussy.
2: <laughs> oh. oh.
1: Thank you for being brave. I know it's been a rough journey for you. Um, Abby, how about you?
2: Can I go last?
1: Okay. <laughs> Are you still recovering from what he's yeah. just saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, Matt, so, I was getting picked on for being gay before I knew what gay was. Wow. So I always just assumed I was. Mm. Worked out. Good enough because then it turned out I was so I yeah. was like oh well why why break an old habit now, <laughs> um, I remember earliest memories. Um, did you ever watch the movie Sinbad? It wasn't Disney, but it was like the an animated, animated... one. Yeah, I remember thinking Sin- Sinbad was fit as but sort of blonde crop hair. No, he uh like short dark hair oh, no, sorry, mustache. Yes. yes, so I remember thinking Sinbad was an absolute um. Was an absolute yeah, and other memories. Uh, the brother from Wizards of Waverly Place, David Henry, yeah, can't remember what his character name was. Um, but the older of the two brothers, is it Alex? No, that's that's That's, that was Selena. That's Selena. Uh, Justin, Justin, Justin from Wizards of Waverly Place, uh, Freddie from iCarly once he had puberty, um, Freddie yeah not before puberty but then he came back for a season and he just had puberty and all of a sudden he was really attractive gotcha um, so that was quite an eye opening experience for, uh, for me Disney fucked us up oh it? yeah oh yeah and I loved it um, so yeah so they were early early experiences probably knew I was um gay around I would say 12 or 13 Um, but I was as a lot of people are uh, by now gay later just because saying you're bi is an easier stepping stone than mm-hmm. saying you are gay.
2: Quite um, a few people a are going A lot you know, of people, yeah,
1: well. it just seems to be a nice transition period. Mm-hmm. Not to discredit anyone that is just genuinely bisexual, mm. but also going through that route as someone that is gay just seems to be an easier transition. Um. So I kind of did that up until I was maybe like 16. And then was like, yeah, I'm gay. I just never really spoke about it. Never I didn't come out or do anything like that. I just didn't feel like it was a necessary thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um and now I identify as a gay man. Congratulations. Thank you for being brave. Abby
2: Um, so I actually had like quite a few boyfriends at primary school (laughs) um so i feel like i only ever it was just like i don't even i don't it's strange because to think of myself at primary school and being primary school age i can't say now that i was attracted to men at the time because I don't remember what I thought at the time. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like obviously, I'd have like school crushes on boys, but that I think that's obviously very different to now. And I, yeah, I couldn't say that I was like specifically attracted to it's men. More of like
0: a rite of passage at that age. Yeah, it? You I have think to it do is.
2: It. Yeah, um, and it's like, yeah, who's your boyfriend? And yeah, you kind of just. That's just what everyone...
0: It's just a social norm. Yeah. Yeah, Less than a sexual thing.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, And then um, secondary school, I don't really remember... Well, actually, no, sorry. Going back to primary school, so um, there was, like, there was a... I remember, I specifically remember a point of, like... um, Girls, in like that I was friends with being like it wasn't I don't necessarily think it was to do with like sexuality but then it's hard to kind of like I said it's hard to sort of pin it on that that it was a sexuality thing but like wanting to like see other girls and like as in Hmm. I think it was more like this is quite a common thing I don't know if it's the same for guys but like Girls wanting to see other girls, so that they can like be like, "Am I normal?
1: Do you right. know what I mean?"
2: Because the do you only mean, other like, person
1: experimentation like... type or do no, no, you mean it's that she's like, like, "I want to see this girl naked, yeah, to see, see what parts naked of the, the body, match. so I
2: can compare my body to theirs." Yeah. Just, oh. Just,
1: yeah. Oh, I had never experienced anything like that. No. Um. But then you straight people do this weird thing. I'll not go and do it too much because we're trying to be PG. But straight people do this thing where they might, while they're in a room together, stick on porn. And I will
0: say, so one of of my earliest, like, Uh. sexual memories was, like, I, I had a sleepover in year six and there was four lads in a room all sitting and watching Babe Station.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is just madness to me. Mm. I think because when you're gay, you're just more inherently uncomfortable with your sexuality. So the idea of then sitting in a room with other people, watching something like that, it just wouldn't happen. (laughs) Sorry Sorry to jack jack this, but I've also just remembered another
0: somewhat related incident. Uh, Year seven, trip to Normandy. Um, um, There was a boy who, we were, in, we were in like dorm rooms of like four people at a time, on like two bunk beds. And the boy on the bunk bed above me just sort of came down over the bunk bed and just went Boys! Remember this is year seven. Anybody mind if I have a wank?
2: <laughs> oh, And then and we were
0: just like... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. It's Chesney here. Just wanted to take a quick moment of your time to tell you about how you can support the Tight Lads podcast. We love what we do and we love creating a space where people can open up and talk about whatever they want. But we can't do it alone. We need your help. Please consider visiting our Ko-Fi page and donating the cost of your daily coffee to us here at the Tight Lads. We've got some major plans in the works and your support would make those plans a reality. To find the page, head on to our Instagram at TightLads underscore podcast and follow the link tree in our bio. Your support is more than appreciated. Now then, back to whatever it was that we were talking about. I went. <laughs> Good. Oh <mom>. god. <laughs> Continue. Um
2: Oh yes. <laughs> I don't I can't remember. The first time I kissed a girl, but I feel like it was probably, probably definitely on a night out mm. with alcohol involved when I was like, I started going out when I was like 17 because I used my sister's ID. Um Legend. So yeah, probably when I was like 17, 18, I first kissed a girl because I was, I won't say because I was drunk, when I was drunk. Mm. Um, And then my first, like, experience with a girl that was, like, more than a kiss was, like, in recent years, like, since being at, living in London, being at drama school. Um, But then this was, like, what I was going to say, is that I don't think that because I've had experiences now as an adult, with women that that then makes me bisexual but someone else might say that they were bisexual because they've Mm. had those experiences but I would if I was going to identify myself like if someone say if I was like filling out a form like quite a lot of forms you have to put your sexuality on don't you Mm -hmm, yeah I would say that I'm heterosexual but like if there was like a box (laughs) at the side but yeah, I have been with women. But I don't know. It, like, I guess if I was talking to someone else about it, they might be like, oh, well, surely then you're bisexual. But I just wouldn't classify myself mm. as that. But then I also think, why should I have to say I am this? Or why, yeah, why should I have to classify it anyway, whether I'm straight or bisexual or gay? Hmm.
1: The lack of a label it baffles me how uncomfortable that makes some people mm. because even back, right so back this is probably i'm sharing too much information but oh well here we go so back home my one of my sisters is now in a relationship with a woman mm-hmm. and had she been through a similar uh, timeline to me Whereas that was just kind of like always the way it was, and then her mm. first relationship was with a woman, and blah 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 blah. It might have been a bit more straightforward, but I feel like it's been a bit more of a rocky road for her <clears throat> because she has two kids and was married to a man for oh God, eight, nine years, and she is now with a woman, so that feels that's already confused people, mm. and anytime. I talk to her about it and I say the word gay. She lights up like a Christmas tree and she bites. Mm. She's like, I'm not gay, I'm bi, I'm bi, I'm bi. Mm. And then I got deja vu. I was like, oh my God, why does this feel familiar? Because that was me mm. five years ago. Um, And it just, it fascinates me that even me saying the word gay gets her in a tizzy. Mm. Said, I'm not, I'm not because that's literally how I was like yeah. at age 14, 15 and then to see the reaction of people back home when she when she doesn't so right so the, way, the best way I can describe it is that people now feel more comfortable when you do a big Facebook post saying mm-hmm. that you are gayer yeah. than gay can be yeah. and there's rainbow flags because then at least people understand right that's what they are Whereas when somebody is just kind of getting on with things and when somebody is just being with who they want to be with, it makes people uncomfortable.
2: Yeah. It's I think that's just a thing in society in general, is people like answers and people like categories and it's people... same with gender
1: identity,
0: isn't it? Yeah. Exactly the same. People don't understand when someone is they them instead of he,
1: she or you know. It's the getting in a tizzy that fascinates me. Mm. I can understand people being confused and people being curious about it, but when people get angry and physically, like, yeah. gets stressed yeah. about someone else's,
2: I think it's because they just don't understand it. I think that's yeah, what it, that's what confusion it comes down and
0: to. non-understanding just leads to anger. It's it's the same in any situation. The minute you don't understand another point of view, your first primal instinct is to be defensive, is to be aggressive is to defend my point of view because mm. I don't understand yeah. that one
1: can I talk about the gay scene for a second you may so bear with me here because there's so much I want to say so I'm going to try to not say it too much but I so my struggle with being gay in terms of being socially gay should I say mm. is that I struggle with feeling like I'm the odd one out because i don't i don't know a lot of people like me my age in this and especially a gay guys my age i feel like a lot of the culture around being gay at this age is like going out drinking clubbing and just this kind of like it's just the culture and it's mm-hmm. yeah um, whereas I'm not really into any of that. I've literally, I just put my fist between Abby's <laughs> legs just because I wanted to put my hand somewhere <laughs> up. I suppose I, I could say I, I could quite happily say that I've been to more gay bars in London than you have. Oh yeah, oh yeah. um, and I a lot of this no, what a right, right. So what I'm about to say, I understand that there are so many elements to this and a lot of these things or me problem i can appreciate that but for what dates today today is the 6th of may so as of the 6th of may 2021 i can say my experience of the gay men that i have coexisted with Mm -hmm. on this planet has been negative and do i think that that perception will change the older i get absolutely i think the reason my perception is negative currently is because 95 percent of those men i have met through theater in some capacity whether that be friends through theater drama school teachers teachers, friend of a friend that i've met after a show and i think when you get to gay guys in a room that are relatively similar you're looking at each other up and down mm-hmm. and you're sizing each other up and this is kind of the vibe that I have got off pretty much all gay men my age and especially in a club setting like I as I said I can count on one hand how many times I've been to like clubs in London mm. but every time I have been there and I have bumped into maybe a friend of a friend who's also gay and around my age I feel like they're actually looking at me as if I am shit on their shoes <laughs> and it just feels like this very very standoffish mm. thing and I would love to be able to say that it was just people my age but then trying to be careful with what I say I don't feel like this when I'm taught by female members of staff or when I'm taught by straight male members of staff but when a class is taught by a gay guy, all of a sudden the the air is a bit different. There's maybe a few more uh, backhanded compliments. There's maybe a bit more, a few more jokes with a jag. Mm. There's a bit more, there's a bit more to it. There's an extra element of like the teacher is already sizing you up before you've what, even got in the room.
2: What do you think that sizing up is? Is it? A competition thing? Is it a uh, uh, trying to suss them out? Like
1: I think the reason, in my experience, gay men are so standoffish and cold. Partly, I think that's because a lot of them maybe have had to deal with shit. A lot of them mm-hmm. had have been bullied, have been.
2: So it's almost like a chip on their. It's shoulder like maybe, anything.
1: or maybe it's a defense meca- yeah. mechanism. They've just kind of developed this like this hard exterior because they just expect to have abuse thrown at them and I can can completely understand that and that's fair enough Mm. but when it when you just are very very standoffish with anybody that may be a slight threat it's just it creates a very very toxic atmosphere Mm. Mm. And, like, I think gay culture, as amazing as it is, I think it's also an extremely intimidating and extremely toxic place to be. And I think, as much as I love Drag Race, I don't think that helps. Because even if you watch that show, that show promotes being bitchy and being shady and cutting Mm. each other down. Like, it it celebrates it, actually. Mm. Um, And it just... I feel like the gay culture is very much, like... It just, it's very, if someone, if a straight guy said something to a girl, it's taken more seriously. If a gay guy says the exact same thing, it's sassy. It's bitchy. Mm. Oh, it's, oh, oh. And more often than not, I have thought you wouldn't get away with this if you were straight. Mm -hmm. But I feel like gay men, especially sassy in quotations, gay men can get away with absolute fucking murder and they have done in my personal experience in the last couple of years. As well as that, there's the there's the type thing, you're a twink, you're a bear, you're a blah 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 blah. Because gay culture, that's already its whole casting thing. Because I as someone that doesn't feel like I fit into any of those boxes either, I just feel like completely in the dark about everything because I'm not really into the gay scene because I feel extremely intimidated and looked down upon. But then I also just don't even know where to put myself because I don't fit into these, like, standard gay-type categories. Mm. Stereotypes. So, stereotypes, yeah. yeah. So, like, the gay scene to me feels like an exclusive club. Mm. Well, obviously, you so you obviously identify as as
0: gay. But obviously I think in London, especially, there is this sort of, like, idea of, like, A gay community, or like the LGBT community. It's very heightened in cities, I think. Would you say that you, like, identify as part of that community? No. At all? You sort No. So you're almost... I I don't know if I'm putting words in your mouth, but you're almost like you're an outsider to the rest of the gay. Very
1: much so, I feel like... And there's some guys that say... I think they say they're non-sane, Which Mm. basically means they don't really take part in the gay scene. I don't know why that is the case. But in my experience, I feel like because this community of people has tried so hard for so long to, like, build this community up, in doing that, it's now become this, like, exclusive thing where you need to be the extremes Mm. of these types and these behaviours. So now people who are just a bit more plain, <laughs> in every sense of the word, they don't know what to, do, they don't know what to do, to do with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even like, when it comes to training and drama school and stuff, and you get, you get all these guys in a room. All of a sudden, it's like, right, where did he train? Where where did he train? Right, he can belt higher than me, but he can, I can kick my leg higher. And it's just very like.
2: Do you ever feel that if there's a straight guy in the room that that. Is the same thing. I've n- no. I've
1: never felt it with a straight guy, ever.
2: Do you think that, or have you experienced other gay guys doing sizing it up, up, straight guys? If that makes sense.
1: Not really. No. In my experience, gay guys have an issue with other gay guys. Generally. Right. <laughs> like. And um, I I can have specific, I have a specific examples in my head of times where a gay guy will sit and compliment, let's say that you have 30 guys, 30 guys in a line, the gay guy will go through all, this, he'll go through the first 10 guys and they're all straight. Mm-hmm. And he'll give like a really, really descriptive opinion on what he thought. And when it comes to the gay guy, he just won't say anything. Hmm. And it's just very like, "Mm, it is what it is. And I feel like because he's also gay, he either doesn't want to acknowledge that he's better than him, so he ignores him. He's not attracted to him, so therefore he's invisible. Mm -hmm. Or it's it's just so, it's weird energy. It's just weird, weird energy. And he, yeah, and staff members and teachers and outside classes that I've been to, when it's a gay man teaching... All of a sudden the room changes. You feel slightly more uneasy. Especially if you're also a gay guy in that space. You feel like you're being watched a bit more. You feel like... It's just a different atmosphere.
2: Do you think that it's heightened by your own insecurities? Absolutely.
1: That's why I said... I understand some of this is a me problem. But... there is more to it than that because even like recently this week i've been listening to a lot of podcasts and stuff kind of around this type of thing and it definitely is a very mutual feeling where they talk about like as amazing as it is the gay community like is very very bitchy and cold and it's yeah it's just a very very weird place to be because it's a place to be inclusive and a place to be like To welcome all, but at the same time, as the culture's developed, it now feels like just a very intimidating place place to be. Yeah. I feel like if you're not loud and proud, you're not anything.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily feel... Some people prefer to present themselves as queer, and I think that's amazing. Personally, I don't feel overtly comfortable walking down the street... Even in like colorful clothing, I just I don't know. Yeah. It's just not me.
2: Do you feel like you try to hide your sexuality? A wee bit.
0: Life? A wee bit. Yeah. It feels to me like, and this is uh, isn't a negative on either type of person, but for some people, their sexuality is just their sexuality, and for some people, their sexuality is a personality trait. Yes. Uh, yes. And that's not a denigration on either. If you, want to have, if you want to be uh, you know, a loud and proud member of the LGBTQ plus community, that's fantastic. And if you want to have rainbow banners all over you know, everything you've got, brilliant, more power to you. But at the same time, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, a gay guy who wants nothing to do with it and just wants to go and live his life, do whatever they want to do, and they also just happen to be gay.
1: And just to reinforce, it's not a negative on either. It's just that as someone who's maybe on the other side of the spectrum, I do find that the gay scene for me is a very, very intimidating place. Very, very interesting. I actually, I tweeted ages ago, like months and months and months and months and months ago. um, It was something along the lines of, I never feel as uncomfortable, as as uncomfortable as I do when I'm in a room full of gay lads my age. And an M, a West End MD, replied, and then we got talking in the DMs. And he just went on this big, big <coughs> tangent about how he loved his life as a gay guy when he was 21, because his thing was that he was 21. Mm-hmm. And now, as a, like a thirty-year-old, he is like completely invisible, and people let him know that he's invisible mm. because, and in a way, there's a lot of reasons to this. But I also think that's why I am attracted to older people mm-hmm. because I feel like against a lad my age, they're already sizing me up, and it's just a very very intimidating atmosphere. Whereas if I'm with someone much older than me. My thing is that I'm the younger one. You get me? Yeah. Because I think when you're someone that's naturally a bit insecure and a bit self-esteem issues and all that, and you feel like you don't bring a lot to the party, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, by... Well, automatically, because you're the younger one, that's your thing. Yeah. And you you latch onto that for dear life.
2: Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of, like, intimidation in the gay scene. Like, yeah. Like, not purposefully necessarily but that a lot of people feel intimidated by other people on the scene if that makes sense oh yeah yeah um because like from my experience of like obviously being part of the like theater community um like on twitter and stuff there seems to be a big sort of thing about gay guys that literally look like models and that is sort of like the image of gay men that you see everywhere um and that's and it's kind of like I don't know whether you feel like this but that that's sort of like the where the bar is set.
1: Oh my god, gay Instagram yeah. is crazy. Yeah. But even like there already seems to be this invisible line of standard and respect, and if you are someone that can't post a picture of yourself shirtless, all of a sudden you're on the other side of the respect line. Mm especially in the gay community if you are a gay guy that isn't that isn't going to be putting up shirtless pictures of yourself all of a sudden you're not much good to anybody
2: Mm.
1: and like all the amount of people i have heard i have listened to talk about gay instagram Mm. like i listened to a podcast like a couple of days ago and that was an hour and a half on just gay instagram because it is like that does that now sets the bar and that defines the bar yeah
2: um, it's almost like you can't sit with us if you literally <laughs> if you're not at this literally yeah. literally
1: Um, what was I going to say what was I going to say yes but the reason I think I and I hope that opinion will change over time is because as I said 95% of my encounters have been via the theatre community and as much as I love the theatre community I think the three of us can agree that is a fucking toxic place yeah and
2: I think everyone in the theatre community every, agree what, with that. Straight,
1: gay, bi, whatever you are. i have got plenty of podcasts out of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The theatre community alone can be a, a, the most toxic place in the world. So I think adding the sexuality thing on top of that. Yeah, and, the and competitiveness I also think
2: of it. drama school right. being the age you are when you're at drama school as well, and that environment is a whole other thing as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, which all, like adds to it and especially with like well when we did the podcast before about insecurities and Mm. at drama school I think it all ties in with that like your sexuality and you're at that age where you're still sort of like discovering yourself as an adult and it's just such a massive part of like self-discovery and yeah confidence I just
1: I just wish that wasn't the way it was you know what I mean because I have a lot of female friends who also have a male gay friend Mm. and through them I've met the male gay friend and it's like oh hello and they sit across the room and give you dirty looks Yeah. and I've had that on many occasions actually Mm. and it's like it's just kind of left a bad taste in my mind I wonder
2: if it's like one of those sort of unsaid things where it's just both sides are a bit like uncomfortable and I don't know yeah
1: and there have been times where I have like really put effort in to kind of break this weird ice that was for some reason there as soon as we entered the room and then they warm up to me and it's fine but for some reason just in that initial in in that initial step because they walk in they look at me and they don't want to have sex with me that's don't talk to me Mm -hmm. because all of a sudden you haven't ticked any of the boxes I need you to right now Mm
0: -hmm. a bit of a a bit of a left turn if you guys would allow oh go on um it's sort of I uh, sort of thought about it whilst uh, Abby was talking a while ago about the fact that um, you've had some form of experience with a woman
2: mm-hmm.
0: but you would still identify yourself as heterosexual
2: Yeah.
0: there are, there is a theory and there is, well not a theory but there is there is sort of, a, there's an opinion from, from people that almost it's almost a stereotype that it is, I'm just trying to figure the best way to word this It's far more common for straight girls or girls who identify as straight to get with other girls Mm -hmm. than it would be for guys who identify as straight to get with other guys.
2: Yeah, I think so. Do
0: you think that's actually a thing?
2: yeah and i actually think that that is down to the porn industry i was
0: gonna say do you think it's got a link to porn i think
2: i think that's like personally in my my opinion it's not like fact or anything but i think that that is probably quite a big part of it because i don't know like it's just it's really interesting because it's like like lesbian porn is such a massive thing Mm. and so many people watch it from like I know straight girls that watch lesbian porn I know straight guys that watch it yeah Um, like it's there's just always this thing isn't there about like there's just something hot about watching two girls kiss yeah and quite a few people <laughs> feel that it's not just straight guys that, that enjoy watching because that
0: there, there does just seem to be this sort of casualness about it because like say we were at a party tonight mm. please Um <laughs> one day if you and another straight girl got off in front of everybody. Nobody would be talking about it five minutes later. But if two... If myself and another straight guy at the party just started kissing, mm. everybody would be talking about it for days.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It would be such a big thing. Yeah. And I think I think it is. It is this sort of... People are so desensitised to the fact that, you know, there's this unrealistic thing of like... um, Oh, we're gonna have a, a lesbian porn video. We're gonna have a lesbian orgy video. We're gonna like, and everybody watches it. Mm. Whereas there's not that many straight guys watching gay porn, and so it becomes a very, very
1: unseen or un- or unheard yeah. of thing. I feel like that's because guys ultimately decide what's allowed and what's not allowed. Sadly, yeah, yeah. and because straight men deem two women kissing to be good and hot and whatever the case may be that's now what's socially acceptable and
2: i also think as well as that like women are very sexualized in society anyway so it's almost like they're just like accepted by it whereas men two men together is not something that like luckily it's something that we're seeing a lot more of now every day in society with things like in the media and adverts Mm. and stuff like that and on tv like it's you see it more now not after nine o'clock like just on normal tv programs i'm excited Um, for the
0: time when those sort of adverts come out and it's not a statement though yeah like whenever you see like an advert for a bank or whatever and it's you know it's got a it's got a same-sex interracial couple Mm. in the in the video yeah it's it's very very rare that they're not making a big point out of it it's not it's very rare are like here's Clyde and Tom two gay guys that love each other yeah, so yeah you much. don't you
1: don't even know what they're selling yeah because it's it's like look yeah. we've got two gay guys in an advert I don't there was a there was a car advert I think it's a recent <laughs> car advert of a lesbian couple and I, by the end of the advert, it was just them driving away in the car, and I said, "Oh, oh, it's the, it's, it's the, for, it's, 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 the, the Volvo it's the Volvo advert it's the
0: Volvo where it's like the two girls that they're like friends at, they're like friends at yeah, as kids, yeah, and then one of them goes away yes. and they come back and they get together. It's the Volvo advert. Because yeah. the
1: advert went on for a while, it's like, like a one I minute to an advert. and I was like, I'm still waiting for it, and then it was like the last three seconds, oh, the car, the car." <laughs> I was just invested in this lesbian relationship which
0: like I say it, it, it's a fantastic thing that it's happening mm. but I, all I'm saying is that I can't wait for when it's not a statement yeah. when it's not just a novelty when it's just mm. it's just a thing
2: yeah
0: kind I... of oh And
2: oh, go oh. um, just oh. going back to what you were saying about like it being just like accepted for girls to like kiss at parties or whatever mm. Um. I actually <laughs> confession time I mean, you both know this anyway, but I kissed a girl when I was in a relationship with a guy, and at the time, I just sort of like, well, I kind of was in the middle, like, obviously I told the guy straight away and was like, this happened, Um, and was like, very honest about it. I'm not saying it was okay, but Mm. at the time, I was like, oh, it's not cheating, because it was just my friend, and it was just a kiss, but then... I was like hold on why is it not cheating because I kissed another person mm. um, and then I guess that comes down to what you individually class as cheating but if I kissed a guy I would class as cheating so why is it any that different?
0: is that has unlocked a memory for me actually mm. of um one of my ex um girlfriends she we were at a party um and she like just got with a girl in front of me
2: mm.
0: and like at the time I'm thinking great this is fantastic <laughs> but then it just sort of like dawned on me that and, and she and she was she didn't identify as straight she identified as bisexual mm. so it wasn't even like I'm a straight girl just doing this because it's hot
2: mm. she
0: identified as someone who found who was women attracted, attracted. To women,
2: yeah
0: and at the time and even and, and it took me until a oh, months or so after like we we weren't together at this point and I just sort of thought back on it and I was like that's a bit weird
2: yeah
0: like because if she just pulled up a random dude mm. who she also found equally as attractive as a woman and started kissing him in front of me I would have gone ballistic
2: yeah
0: but it's the fact that I found I was like oh it's two girls so it's fine yeah
2: yeah it's
0: it's this weird it's, it's a very weird sort of little mm. grey area uh, yeah
2: Hmm... It's an interesting... There's...
0: Isn't there a term for, like, a, like what's called, like, the perfect gay? Like, someone who's never been... Or, oh. like touched a vagina. platinum gay. Platinum yeah. gay. And then there's, like, the ones who was like, born from a C-section, because they've never yeah. even touched their mum's vagina. It's like, like, the ultimate, like, golden gay. No, yeah,
1: that's, that's platinum gay. Okay. And then the golden gay below gay. that... Yeah, Yep, 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 I remember when I was at... What, you a club? When I was, like, 14? Maybe 15, maybe 16. You Went to a club. Te- I know. <laughs> Teenage Sense in Cookstown. Oh, so it was an under
0: 18 club? Teenage squad. club,
1: yeah, right. yeah. And <laughs> at the time, club. you would get set up, meaning that, oh, I'll set you two up. Right. Yeah. You grab her, you grab him. Uh, I'm setting you two up, and then you kiss. I remember thinking to myself oh, those are the good old days. that I was just very, very transactional. If
2: only it was that easy though. Very. <laughs> right, you too,
1: and you go. That's literally what it was like. Very, very efficient. And I remember my friend Danielle. I haven't talked to her in a while. Hi, Danielle. <laughs> Danielle That's was nice. like, "Oh, I'm setting you used two up." And I turned around and there was a girl sitting looking at me, ready to go. <laughs> and on, I was like, girl. "Oh." <laughs> I was like, "All right, okay." And then literally got to the point where her eyes were closed and she was oh ready God. to go. And I literally Lips went, I literally out loud, audibly went, no. <laughs> and that no. day, because I think at the, up to that point, I was like, I'm bye, I'm bye, mm. I'm by. And then it took me to that point where I was like, oh God, no. <laughs> I would rather <laughs> Absolutely eat no not. <laughs> it was that, yeah. Oh no 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 no! How no,
0: much no. um? <laughs> just, how much would you have to be paid to um to
1: shag a woman? It depends on the woman. Okay. Abby only or other? No, no, someone else.
2: No, no. Uh, oh. Pardon. Oh.
1: I do you know what ah? Uh, it just it doesn't make sense to me. It's just like the middle of the road, like you,
0: a solid six out of ten. What, what
1: Sally from down the road Yeah, Sally from down the road. Oh, I
0: how know. much you how much am I offering you? Oh god, couple of grand. couple of grand. Right. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a new season we recommend.
1: Hey happy listener, I'm Yardley
2: and I'm Dan and I'm Dave.
1: And we are the hosts of the true crime podcast, Small Town Dicks.
2: On our podcast, detectives from small towns all around the world give us their firsthand accounts of the memorable crimes
1: they investigated in their small town. The new season of Small Town Dicks launches on September 17th. Meanwhile, if you're new to the podcast, we have over 118 episodes for you to binge until the new season starts. So please join us on September 17th for an original take on true crime, Small Town Dicks. Available wherever
2: you like to listen. A-Cash. 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 Recommends.
1: I, yeah, just, and there you go. It just, this is how I know I'm definitely gay as well. <laughs> Having sex with a woman, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Not the science of it. You get that. Bit. I get that. Bit. When That's a mummy and a daddy yeah. love each other. I get the birds and the bees, just understanding, wanting to. Yeah. If I sit here now and I try really hard to want to do stuff to Abby, I can't make it happen. <laughs> and Abby, don't cry about it. I know you're good it. Maybe as it's all, just me. As are all <laughs> Maybe women. I'm the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't understand wanting to ever put your bits in it. Put your, put I, and I'm happy with that. Mm. And likely you probably can't ever understand wanting to, x y and yeah, z with yeah, the man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> so it's very much just like I'm happy with that. You're yeah. happy with that, and and we'll call it quits. <laughs> and we'll call it quits. And on that note. And on that. <laughs> Yeah, anything we want to add real quick. I'm happy with that, you know? Yeah? I think we covered a
0: decent amount of bases. If there's anything you listeners would like to hear, come and leave us a comment. You know what to do. Yeah,
1: guys, like, let us know anything you want to hear about, anything you want to talk about. We
0: will literally talk about anything as long as you want to hear it. Or oh, as long as you want to you're going to get it. Unless it's sport. Because then, then Jordan will be silent. You might have to do... Uh, yeah, I
2: don't yeah. think
1: I will be speaking. Jordan again, will be <laughs> silent, but deadly. Um. Right, folks. Very Abby good. O'Neill, where can we find you on socials?
2: You can find me at Abby O'Neill 17 on all social media platforms.
1: And Chesney, where can we find you on socials? You can find me on
0: Instagram at folksfitness underscore. And because I'm two followers away from a thousand on TikTok, I'll share it today. It's at Chesney on stage.
1: And you can find me at Jordan E, e. Donnelly on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find all updates on the podcast at what? Ta- <laughs> Ta- Ta- <laughs> Ta- tight lads kick? underscore la- podcast. Oh, do we do that as a group now, do we? Well, I was going to get you to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay.
2: because last week um, Jordan said you can I find our podcast at Jordan E Donnelly.
1: Tight lads underscore podcast. Terrible go. Just cut that in. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Abby, thank you for coming. Chesney, (laughs) thank you for coming. See ya. (laughs) Uh, And in the meantime, (laughs) stay
0: stay (laughs) tight.